0: Disclaimer. This podcast has sensitive topics like murder, self-harm, rape, abuse, substance abuse, and others. Please tread carefully and be aware of your triggers. Always read the description. Now, please enjoy the podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to That's Mental. Today we're going to be talking about 11 Unsolved Canadian Murder Mysteries you won't believe are true. These will keep you up all night, so beware when with- listening. Unsolved Mysteries have been the biggest craze these past few months, from murders where the killer was never found to kidnappings where the victims are still lost. They are unbelievably interesting, but equally terrifying. Unfortunately, Canada is not immune to these tragic mysteries. With over 3,400 cases remaining unsolved in the country, however, these 11 stories in particular will definitely leave your hair on your arm standing up. Here are some of Canadians' most terrifying Unsolved murders by province. So first we have Alberta, and then it will be British Columbia, Manitoba, Nova Scotia, and Ontario. Alberta. One. Barbara Jean McLean and Melissa Rohack, Calgary, Alberta, February twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, was the last time Barbara Jean McLean and was seen after getting into an argument with her boyfriend at the Highlander Bar after a night out. Witnesses stated. That her boyfriend drove off at 2.30am, leaving Barbara alone, where she reportedly was planning to hitchhike to a different party, but she never got there. The next day, her body was found by a man walking their dog. After further speculation, the police believed that her murder was committed Connected to Melissa Rohax, who had been murdered the previous year of September sixteenth. She was last she had last been seen leaving the YMCA where she was planning to hitchhike to the city for the weekend. The only suspect was Gary McOstocker. Who was a known sex offender? He committed suicide after he found out that the police wanted to talk to him about the murder of another girl named Tina McPhee. Number two. The mystery serial killer of Calgary. Calgary, Alberta. Many believe that Calgary has been a serial kill has a serial killer on the loose since the early 1990s. During the 1990s and the 2000s, the murder of numerous prostitutes began with Jennifer Jans, who was found in August of 1991. Since then, four other victims were found between the years of 1991 and 1993, all being left in shallow graves throughout Calgary. After 1993, the killer disappeared and many believed he stopped or died, but some think that he moved to Edmonton. This is because around the year of 1997 to to the 2000s, more than 12 murders were uncovered in Edmonton and had reasonable connections to the Calgary murders as they also involved prostitutes and possible soul killer still remains anonymous. Next, we have British Columbia, and number three of our 11, Highway of Tears, British Columbia. This highway is one of the most infamous due to the string of murders that occurred between the years of 1969 all the way up to 2011, occurring between Prince George and Prince Rupert in British Columbia on Highway 16. The police have released a list disclosing that the victim's victims count is currently at 19, but many speculate that it goes as high as into the 40s due to the undocumented First Nations women being abducted from the highway. As for now, only one of the many murders slash kidnappings have been solved, with Cody off found guilty through many speculated that serial killer Bobby Jack Frowler is the man behind most of the killings. Police have never been able to prove it. And the fact that it's mostly Indigenous women that go missing on that stretch of highway is a complete travesty. And... We should not be treating the people that land we stole like that. On to the next of B.C. The Hamlock Valley Murders. Tammy Pipe, Tracy Ojibu, and Victoria Yonker, three murder victims were discovered in East Vancouver in 1995. Tammy Pipe... Tracy O'Jubra and Victoria Yonker, the women were all prostitutes that had worked in this area, the same area of Vancouver. As well, they had all been murdered the same way and left in the same area. Quickly, the police realized they were looking for one serial killer. Believed it was Ronald Richard McCrulley. The suspect had a history of assaulting and attacking prostitutes and had previously served time in jail for rape and attempted murder. While he was indefinitely jailed, police still couldn't fully prove it was McCurley. By 2001, police tested DNA samples that had been collected in 1995 and discovered that they did not match Ronald Since then there have been no other suspects At number 5 we have Rona Margaret Duncan Vancouver BC Rona had attached attended a party the night of July 16, 1976 When she had last been seen, after leaving her friends to walk home around 2.45 a.m., her neighbors woke up to people arguing in the street. After the neighbor yelled back, the voices stopped. Rona's body was found the next morning in a different neighbor's garbage. After conducting DNA and polygraph tests, as well as speaking with her friends, family, and acquaintances, all of the high-profile suspects had been eliminated, and the murder remains unsolved. Next on BC, number six, Babies in the Woods, Vancouver, BC. The victims of these murders remain unidentified, but they were discovered In 1953, at Stanley Park, six years after the time they were actually murdered. Upon discovery and DNA testing, a whooping 45-year-old, years after the body, were discovered. The boys were identified as brothers. The only information that the police had to go on was that the victims were between the ages of 7 and 10 and that both were wearing avidated helmets. They attempted to track down the mother of the victims, but the woman they found a few years later could not be guaranteed to be who they were looking for. For the province I live in and one of the most notorious murdered places in Canada, Manitoba. At number seven, Koreanne Brown Thompson Thompson, Manitoba. You'd think I'd know how to pronounce this stuff. The murderer of The murder of Kiri Ann Brown is one of the most infamous provinces of Manitoba. Of one of the most infamous provinces of Manitoba has ever seen. The 15-year-old had gone to a party with her friend the night of October 16th, 1986, where she had last been seen. Kiri had been waiting outside of her for her friend who was grabbing something she left in the house. By the time her friend returned, Kiri was nowhere to be found. Since then, DNA testing pointed in the direction that two people were involved in Kiri's disappearance. But regardless of arrests being made after the fact, there was not enough physical evidence to hold anybody accountable. For Nova Scotia, number eight, Kimberly Ann McAndrew, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia. Kimberly was a Dalhousie student at the time of her disappearance. On August twelfth, nineteen eighty-nine, she had just gone, gotten off a shift at Canadian Tire, and was last seen buying a balloon and a flower at the local shop before she went off the map. To this day, neither her nor her body have been found, and only information that slightly points to the possible suspect is that serial killer Michael Wayne McGrayley, who was convicted of seven murders, claimed he had committed 11 and that Kimberly's name seemed familiar, but could not guarantee she had been one of his victims. As of now, another serial killer named Andrew Paul Johnson is a prime suspect, but has not been found guilty due to the lack of evidence. Ontario and number nine, Susan Trice and Aaron Gollerin, Gilmore, Toronto, Ontario. Susan had recently made the move from Calgary to Toronto before she went missing. When her brother hadn't heard from her after re- reaching the city. He ended up flying to Toronto to check up on her. When he arrived, Susan was nowhere to be found and her mailbox was overflowing with mail. Upon entering the house to look around, he found that she had been sexually assaulted and stabbed to death. Aaron was the next victim four months later after being discovered in her house in Yorkville, a short walk away from Susan. Susan's home. She suffered the exact same trauma and injuries that Susan had. Endured and after the police conducted a DNA test in 2002, they discovered the same person had killed both women. Unfortunately, the killer remains unidentified. Christine Jepson, Sop Queensville, Ontario. One of the most infamous cases in Canada is the one concerning the kidnapping and murder of Christine. On October 3rd, 1984, Christine was last seen live being dropped off by her school bus while her parents were at work. The police quickly decided on Paul Moran as the suspect who was the loner neighbor in the to the Jepson family only two months after Jepson's body had been found in a field by 1985 Paul was arrested but after providing an alibi as his time stamp card from work showed he couldn't have had time to kidnap the 9 year old he was acquitted in 1986, he was reinvestigated and found guilty in 1992. But in 1995, a new DNA has conducted that provided his innocence. The true killer remains anonymous. Number 11. Lynn Harper, Clinton, Ontario. 12-year-old Lynn disappeared near a Canadian Air Force base in 1959, before her body was found two days later on a farm located nearby. The first suspect was her schoolmate, Steven Turscott, who was two years her senior and the last one to be seen with her. True Scott was not only charged with the murder and found guilty, but he had been tried as an adult and sentenced to death. The sentence was changed shortly after to prison for life. He spent 10 years locked up before a new investigation was conducted in 2007 that provided his innocence. Since then there has been no new official suspects but one retired officer believes that Lynn was murdered by an unnamed serial killer that was known by the police. However, with most suspects and the possible p- person of interest most likely dead, it is unlikely we will ever know who the killer who killed Lynn Harper. the weird fact. The majority of people in Iceland believe in elves. A 2007 University of Iceland survey found that 62% of Icelanders believe in real-life elves. In fact, in 2014, protesters claimed the proposed highway would destroy an elf church which to many was just a giant rock. Eventually, the church was moved to a safe place so that it would not be harmed, and the construction continued. Though the rock weighed 70 tons the and required a crane to move it, the preser- preserve of... Places important to elves is significant to Icelanders. The country's elf history dates back to Viking era. Poems of around from around the year one thousand to Icelanders, these elves are not tiny figures who blind build toys for Santa. They actually look very much like humans and can range in size. Many believe that grave misfortune will befall those who dare to build in Elf territory. Even though it cannot be seen, hence the church preservation. And remember, be kind and stay weird.